Three days after I came home from our first expedition of the 2008 season, I took off again, this time on a road trip. With two other guys, we drove north to Ann Arbor to photograph the Greek New Testament manuscripts at the University of Michigan. UM boasts the largest collection of Greek New Testament manuscripts in the Americas. One out of six manuscripts are in their collection. We began the process of photographing all of them except for the papyri, which had already been digitized. Two teams of four people each went to Ann Arbor at the end of June 2008. Four people flew in and four drove. We were a little slow in setting up, but the library cooperated marvelously with us. We occupied four tables in the manuscript room, about one-third of the whole room. Altogether, there were over 20,000 images to shoot. But far and away, the most challenging manuscript was Codex 2364, or University of Michigan Shelf Number, Manuscript 182. For starters, this is an ultra-tiny manuscript. It measures 3.5 inches by 2.75 inches, barely larger than the fragmentary leaf known as P52. Think of a 3x5 card and cut it in half. That's pretty close to the size of this document. But it's also just as thick as it is tall. The text is from the 12th to 13th century, and it includes the four Gospels. Yes, all of them. This is the smallest complete Greek Gospels manuscript known to exist. The handwriting is so small that it's hard to believe such delicate work could have been achieved eight or nine hundred years ago. The font size is about three points. Not only is it difficult to imagine someone producing this text, it is also difficult to imagine the kind of person who could read it. The pantograph would not be invented for another 500 years in the year 1603, so that won't explain how the scribe did his or her work. And metal nibs were not yet in use either. The quill pen was the medium. That makes the mystery even greater. How did this scribe do such detailed work? As a younger man, I had 25 vision up until I was about 42. I could easily read the compact Oxford English Dictionary, four pages on one for this 13-volume work, without the use of the magnifying glass that accompanied the dictionary. And I could write very small, too. But I needed an ultra-fine rapidograph pen to do so. What this scribe produced, however, was done without this modern invention. It must have taken many months, perhaps years. Both he, or she, and the recipient of the book would have to have superb vision. I am awed at the work that went into this document and the devotion of the scribe who did it. I prepared the manuscript for photography. It barely opens wide enough to photograph, which presents its own challenges. But in order to prepare the manuscript, I had to measure dimensions, document content, check on the date, confirm shelf number, note how many columns and lines per column it has, record its material, whether it is parchment or paper, and list any other important information. Most manuscripts' leaves are numbered, although there are almost always mistakes with these numbers. Usually a page is skipped, or two others in sequence have the same number. The wee beastie, as we affectionately dub this tiny text, is unnumbered. This creates a significant problem for photography. 
we must have the same amount of recto or right side images as verso or left side images. If we don't, then we have to go back through the manuscript and find the error. If we accidentally duplicate a page, it might take us 10 to 15 minutes to find out where. If we skip a page, it might take us double that time. The wee beastie needed to be numbered very, very accurately, yet we could not write the number in pencil in the text. So I took slips of paper, marked the leaf numbers in pencil, and placed them after every 10 leaves. After triple and quadruple checking every section, I was satisfied that I had gotten the leaf count right. But I ended up being wrong twice. Fortunately, the photographers caught each error. The manuscript came to an astounding 492 leaves. That computes to 984 pages. This tiny manuscript was an enormous challenge just to prepare for shooting. We learned that the wee beastie had never been microfilmed before. One of the librarians tried to take a few pictures of it recently, but gave up quickly. When I told her our nickname for the manuscript, she said that she had a much more vulgar term. We also discovered that most of the Greek New Testament manuscripts housed at the University of Michigan had never been microfilmed. It's an honor for us to be the first to photograph these manuscripts and to provide for scholarly study excellent images of them. After my half day of prepping, the photographers took their turn. The first 61 leaves are on paper. The text was written out in a much later hand to replace the leaves that had disappeared over the centuries. But starting on leaf 62, the manuscript is parchment. This continues on until leaf 326 when it reverts to paper. Just over half the manuscript is thus on the original parchment, while the rest is replacement leaves. The binding is tight, which means that the photographers can't open it very far. And with a tiny manuscript, even the slightest jostling of the table, even a minuscule gust coming from across the manuscript as someone walks by, can cause the letters to blur. Further, the f-stop needs to be set very high so as to maximize depth of field focus. The higher the f-stop, the greater depth of focus can be achieved. But it comes at a price. The higher the f-stop, the longer the shutter must be open. The reason this is necessary is because we're dealing with proportions. A relatively flat page on a large manuscript that varies, say, a quarter of an inch across its face can be shot at a lower f-stop because, proportionally, it doesn't vary too much. But on a tiny manuscript, the same variation is proportionally equal to a 1 to 2 inch dip in the page. We had to use F16 for a wee beastie. It requires a good five seconds of exposure for each page. And of course, we never use flash photography when we photograph these manuscripts. Three people were needed to shoot the manuscript. One computer operator and two page churners. One person held the manuscript in place by using one hand as a block to keep the manuscript from moving. She put her hand under the black cloth and with her other hand held the verso side at a right angle to the page being shot. Another person held the recto side in place, making sure to keep the fingers from getting in the way of the text. Small hands are needed for this work, and because the vellum leaves are so thin, a white sheet of paper needed to be placed behind the vellum on every shot. Otherwise, the bleed-through and text from the next page would distort what we were trying to read. The text in many places had etched through the vellum so that only a silhouette of each letter can be discerned. 
the whole thing looks like a miniature stencil. We finished prepping and shooting The Wee Beastie in four days, a manuscript that has heretofore never been photographed and hardly ever read. And once the photography was completed, the work of transcription can begin. But instead of having to read tiny text through a magnifying glass, we will be able to blow up each image to about 30 square feet without any pixelation. Our goal of making the photographs more readable than the original in this case will become an uncontested claim. And another handwritten copy of the Christian scriptures will be accessible for research and study. CSNTM has posted all the images of the Wee Beastie on our site, along with the other manuscripts from Michigan. A word of caution is needed. The text of the Wee Beastie will not look elegant. It will, in fact, at times look blurry. This is because the camera takes a picture that can be blown up to at least five feet by seven and a half feet without pixelation. But the camera also would blow up a large manuscript to that same size. But if an average manuscript is, say, four times the size of the Wee Beastie, to blow it up to five feet by seven and a half feet is not nearly as great a magnification. Hence, the increased magnification of the Wee Beastie means that more text is somewhat blurry and flaws are seen more easily. Thank you.